with Billy, your weekly conversations that leave you refreshed, encouraged, and challenged to be the best version of yourself. It's such a thrill to be able to share this week's episode with you. Stay tuned and let's get started up. Hello folks. Oh, it's been so long. A lot has happened. How are you doing? Wow, I have missed doing this. Really, I hope you are well. It's my prayer that the year began well and it's going well for you and yours. The month is already coming to an end and I'm thrilled to be doing this before February ends. But I want to say a big, big thank you for all of you who ask about the podcast and ask when am I releasing the next episode. I've been so humbled to hear how the podcast uplifted and challenged you whenever you listened. You actually asking me about the podcast is one of the major reasons why I felt the need to get back on and record. So thank you so much. I feel like a lot in me is changing and I really have been feeling like this for a long time. You don't know this, but last year I lost several relatives within a very short span of time. I lost five relatives within a three-month period and that really caused me to not stop everything including even recording this podcast and it caused me to introspect and you know that period made me led me to make a series of choices some of which I'm still making currently that I feel were necessary to help me accommodate the person I am becoming now you see death has really has a way of making you think about life and I think one way to honor those who we love and have gone before us is to ensure that we are living our lives with meaning, you know, and purposefully. And so I have been trying to slow down and really just use my energy on the things I consider and feel matter to me the most. And so I'm investing my time in my family, in my faith, uh, my close friends who really are like the family I've chosen, work. Uh, and also focusing on growing some of my skills Um, and hopefully get to talk to you more in future episodes about how that season was and what changes I've made and the goals I'm pursuing now but as I thought about life and death I began thinking and reading on the life and death of Jesus before Jesus left earth before he ascended to heaven it was the 40th day after resurrection and he gave a mandate to his followers or disciples and this was a significant event in fact the death the resurrection and the ascension or the exaltation of jesus are the most important events and a foundation of the christian faith super important in luke 24 50 you can find the that story of the ascension of jesus which is his physical return to heaven recorded there But I want to draw your attention to what he tells his followers. Jesus says these words to his disciples before ascending, recorded in Matthew 18, 16 to 20. Um, If you've been a Christian for a while, you probably know this scripture by heart. It's a great commission. And this is what it says. Jesus approached and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And then Jesus promises that he is with them till the very end of the age in verse 20. So he did not leave them alone. He actually left them the gift of his spirit, which is just beautiful. But I want you to see something here. Jesus had spent three years of his life before leaving earth with these 12 people whom he had a very close relationship with. And I believe they got to see sides of Jesus um, that not many people saw. Um, just like the way you would see sides of your very close friends that not everyone else sees. They saw Jesus in action. They saw him preaching, healing the sick, casting out demons. They saw him teaching. They saw him get angry, tired, happy. They saw him when he was in pain. I mean, they saw it all. They got to experience their savior firsthand. What a privilege that the disciples had. However, you know, as Jesus had this 12 in close proximity with him, as they saw him do all these amazing things, have great compassion for the people around him, as they were observing all that about Jesus, you know what was happening? They were actually learning and there was some sort of transfer from Jesus to them. And these disciples were learning what it really means to be like Jesus, right? Jesus even gave them the opportunity to go and do some of those things they saw him do. But with all these privileges of knowing Jesus, to be honest, there was an expectation to live the life that they saw Jesus live. I mean, Jesus expect them to, expected them to do the things they've seen him do. In fact, he even told them that if they would believe, they would do greater things than he did. I've been tuning in. You know by now that I'm a mom. And I take great joy in parenting my two children. I enjoy sitting with them and having conversations, laughing together, playing together. Even when I get home exhausted, I really am glad that they're in my life. I enjoy being their parent. And they see how I interact with people and how I respond to different situations. They have seen me on my good and my bad days. I mean, they're in my life as much as I'm in theirs. But honestly, can I tell you something? As a parent, <laughs> as I parent my kids, there's a way I expect them to carry themselves out. There's a way I expect or wish them to handle certain things, especially as they're getting older. Like my firstborn, there's ways that I would love to see him handle things like disappointment and conflict. But it's not something I pressure them with. It's something I expect from them. And you know why? Because I'm raising them in a certain way. And so as I parent, I'm always teaching them lessons that will help them as they get older. Lessons that if they catch, will enable them make great decisions in life, be better friends, be better people generally, just like be the best versions of themselves throughout their lives. And I'm, as I'm, I'm sure that, you know, as Jesus interacted with his 12, his ultimate desire for them was for them to launch out and become great, not for their own gain or personal fame, but he desired them to be great so that God would be glorified. So here he is about to leave them in the body, but leaves them this mandate, which Christians call the Great Commission recorded in Matthew 18, like I mentioned earlier. And Jesus tells them to go and make disciples of all nations. I believe Jesus here is saying that as long as we are his followers, and he's actually saying also this to us now in our day and age, that as long as we are his followers, our lives must count for something bigger than ourselves. You know, it's, it's great to have successful careers and successful relationships, etc. But we must essentially point people back to Christ. 
first with how we live and then second with how we journey with people in the faith and that's what the bible refers to as fruitfulness you see as god was creating the world and everything in it he commanded mankind to be fruitful and multiply and this word fruitfulness is seen i think more in the new testament where even jesus mentions that you shall know them by their fruit it's almost to say that you will know a follower you will know my followers by the things that they do by how they conduct themselves by the fruit yeah um and so that we this goes to say that we can all be christians with our words that's very easy but we need to be christians the way jesus expects us to be his followers and so for me my challenge right now is just asking myself what areas of my life can i begin or continue being fruitful in or are there people in my life that i can begin reaching out to and sharing my faith with i am really reflecting on my faith and asking myself what are those things that prevent me from living out my faith uh, or what do i need to do to ensure that i'm living a more bold christian life because to be honest i think for many years i haven't been as bold as i'd like um i think sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we can't fully live out our our faith i was having a conversation with a friend of mine you know like a month back and was saying most of us have been closet christians and so we were talking about what it takes to get out of the closet and you know live out your faith at your workplace at home with your families you know your aunts and uncles who've seen you since you were a baby before you even knew yourself what would it take for us to live out the great commission and this is a question i'd like to ask you as well what are those things in your life that you need to do in order to start being more fruitful or to continue being more fruitful are there people that you perhaps need to begin praying for or talking to um can you begin being a bold bolder christian at your workplace do people even know that you're a christian to begin with i'm hoping that as we talk about this um topic of fruitfulness that we'll be able to help one another to move from a place of complacency or a place of you know like half-hearted christianity to a place that where we are on fire for god and unapologetic and very bold about our faith tune in next week for more conversations that leave you refreshed encouraged and challenged to be the best version of yourselves have a great week everybody i love you